On this week's episode, it is spring break at Washburn, so I will be talking about the student midterm papers they turned in, and I will be discussing some recent tax news. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. This week, it is spring break at Washburn University School of Law. So as I have been going through the semester discussing topics related to the course I am teaching on tax procedure. This week, I am going to give some feedback from the reflection papers I assigned to the class that they turned in recently over the spring break week. Now, for those of you who are wondering about the family-related tax issues for part two, I will give a teaser that next week the discussion will be about injured spouse, innocent spouse, and the filing statuses that relate to injured and innocent spouse tax filing. So that will be the topic next week. But for now, I'm going to turn to the student reaction papers and their reflections. I gave some suggested topics of some things they were surprised about when learning about tax procedure, something they found interesting, or potentially an effect that the tax procedure course and tax controversy might have upon their career. So some general thoughts on the group of papers. Overall, they have found the experience to be quite positive, that they are enjoying the different skills that they're learning that while going over forms may be a bit dry, they are finding that the experience is quite useful and putting together a portfolio of paperwork used in dealing with the IRS will be useful to them in their careers. So that has been quite positive. They have also been surprised at different items that they have learned, just what it is like dealing with the IRS. And some of it specifically has been about dealing with low-income taxpayers. Some people have been surprised at just how many issues that low-income taxpayers have. Now, I must admit that being the director of a low-income taxpayer clinic that I am probably emphasizing too much more than other areas just what issues would concern low-income taxpayers. So I do want to say some things that low-income taxpayers will often claim items like the earned income tax credit. And so if that credit receives more scrutiny, then I think low-income taxpayers often have to deal with audits that they do not necessarily have the resources to address. And another area of concern is that often low-income taxpayers, their tax refund might be the largest or a big source of income for them throughout the year. So delays that can go months, possibly years for 
a tax refund, that can be a major setback for a family. So these are some hits that a low-income family might feel that may not be as difficult for a medium to high-income family. But I do want to say that I do feel that the IRS does audit and and send notices to the middle class and upper class families or or taxpayers and businesses. It's just that they are more likely to afford private representation. They are more likely to have more resources to deal with these issues. So certainly I am not highlighting them as much. I do not feel as sorry for them in having to deal with some of these issues as I do for low-income taxpayers who may not have the education or other resources to deal with these issues. Now, I did want to mention as well that they were quite impressed with the local taxpayer advocate for Kansas, Tracy Wilnard, and her discussion of the Taxpayer Advocate Service, that there is some interest in students for working for the government within the IRS or the Taxpayer Advocate Service. But in general, I think some students are considering careers in tax controversy, possibly helping out low-income taxpayer clinics, but to some degree they are also looking as including it in part of their career when doing some other related areas like estate planning or transactional work with clients, such as assisting small business owners. So certainly for attorneys who who do a broader variety of work with similar areas like estate planning or transactional law. I do not think there is a problem in adding tax controversy work to the variety of work that they do. My main caution would be with really any area of law that certainly tax law changes pretty frequently that if there is an area of law that changes that you want to make sure that you stay current and competent in it, that you don't want to dabble in an area of law that changes frequently enough that you are following improper procedures or giving improper advice to any clients. Now, another item I would mention is that Certainly in law school, there is an emphasis on litigation. So I do think the class has some interest in tax court and learning about tax litigation. So certainly that is an area I haven't covered yet, but I will do what I can to explain everything as well to them as I am able and certainly to let them know different areas related to to tax litigation and tax court and emphasizing what I can to them, the different areas of tax court ranging from filing a petition to the calendar call 
and going through a tax court trial. So now turning to tax news, I wanted to acknowledge that there is a new taxpayer advocate that has been appointed. Aaron M. Collins became the new head of the Taxpayer Advocate Service on February 27. Now, there had been a little bit of issue that it took seven months for a replacement after Nina Olson's retirement on July 31st. But overall, it is good that we have a new taxpayer advocate in place. Erin M. Collins, her background is that she worked for 20 years at KPMG LLP as a managing director of that firm's tax controversy services practice. Before that, she served 15 years as an attorney in the IRS Office of Chief Counsel. Also, that the IRS noted that she has spent the past decade working to inspire women to participate in after-school and weekend mentorship programs for teenage girls in low-income communities. So she has also donated time on the boards of nonprofits serving communities with English as a second language. So basically, that is the background I know about Ms. Collins. I hope to meet her at a conference this year, and I will report back to you what I find out. But overall, it sounds like she does have a good background and experience. A main question would be if she has the heart and passion that Nina Olson had, and just what kind of direction she will take for the Taxpayer Advocate Service. So I would like to say welcome aboard to Ms. Collins, and I hope that some great things happen during her tenure and that she will have a great legacy just like Nina Olson. Some other items I wanted to mention are the coronavirus and its effects on the tax community. For one thing, the IRS has suspended all non-essential travel for 30 days, and potentially the start date for that 30 days was March 9, so that will continue into the beginning of April. The tax court gave an announcement on March 9 that it will quote, make reasonable accommodations and reschedule appearances, hearings, and trials as needed, end quote. And this is with regard to people who are showing flu-like symptoms, have a fever, or related illness, that overall the tax court is moving forward, but they are going to be limiting the number of people allowed in courtrooms that generally that would be for essential people to the court proceedings as well. On March 9, the Ninth Circuit said it canceled all embank hearings and non-case related meetings scheduled for the week of March 9. Oral argument hearings were to proceed unless an order is issued to the contrary. Counsel wishing to appear remotely may file a motion and the Ninth Circuit could announce further cancellations at the discretion of the three judge panels for the week of March 16. So overall, courts are 
taking a bit of a mixed stance. Some are canceling hearings. Some are limiting the people who will be appearing in court. And on the conference side, some people know about the South by Southwest conference being canceled. Currently, the American Bar Association section of taxation May meeting in Washington, which is actually at the end of April and the beginning of May, that that is currently scheduled to go on as planned. But certainly, if you are going to a public gathering, such as court or a conference, that it certainly would be worth checking out the website related to that conference or court appearance and see if there are any updates related to the coronavirus. It is always a good idea to follow the basic health and safety protocols of washing hands for the correct amount of time, using sanitizer and cleaning areas that if a person is sick, to stay at home and to just in general avoid ways of transmitting colds or flus. So I have an update. The previous portion of this episode was recorded on the morning of Wednesday, March 11. And then in the afternoon, the U.S. tax court issued a press release So I'm going to just read the press release verbatim. It says, The United States Tax Court, headquartered in Washington, D.C., is a court of nationwide jurisdiction and conducts trial sessions in 74 cities across the country. These sessions typically involve a large number of participants, including litigants, attorneys, witnesses, low-income taxpayer clinic representatives, bar-sponsored pro bono program representatives, and court personnel. After assessing all relevant factors relating to coronavirus disease 2019, parentheses COVID-19, including travel and public health considerations, the court has determined that it is appropriate to cancel the following trial sessions. So for the week of March 16, 2020, Hartford, Connecticut, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and San Francisco, California. Then there was a condensed court session for Provo, Utah, beginning March 17. The week of March 23, 2020, Boston, Massachusetts, Los Angeles, California, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and San Antonio, Texas. And the week of March 30, 2020, Chicago, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, Detroit, Michigan, Los Angeles, California, New York, New York, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In keeping with court practice, it is expected that parties will continue to work together to exchange information and address pending issues. Unresolved cases will be scheduled for trial at a later date. Please contact the Public Affairs Office at area code 202-521-521. 3355 if you have any questions. All right, that is the end of the press release. And I am just speculating at this point, but with the 
cancellations of tax court for the end of the month of March. I'm wondering if the tax court judges will be removing themselves from the next ABA May meeting and with the IRS canceling all non-essential travel for the month of March into the beginning of April, how that will affect the ABA conference. So I am curious whether that conference will be canceling as well. I believe the University of Kansas is going to virtual classes for the rest of the semester. So it seems like different places are canceling various public meetings. So how much that will affect the rest of our tax gatherings, we shall see. But certainly keep tuned to tax news in whatever form you receive it, that certainly the coronavirus is causing people to cancel meetings of various sorts, so that may affect what you are doing. Like I said in yesterday's recording, that certainly look on websites to see if there are various updates on what happens to different gatherings. So definitely stay safe. Do what you need to to protect yourself in these times of coronavirus scares, but I certainly want you to be safe and educated in these times, whether it is for taxes or public safety. So thank you for tuning in. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.